The alphas cop a lot of flack by the betas, yet they are alphas because they deliver when it matters. Sometimes you need a Ben Stokes to let you know that everything is okay. But why does a Ben Stokes succeed in a team which may have more betas than alphas? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your life at work. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the alphas in your team, you know, the superman or the wonder woman in your team who is a cut above the rest. And sometimes they feel a bit left out. So let's do a deep dive and find out what it takes to make some of the alphas tick. So let's dive in first defining who these alphas are. Now one might be tempted to believe or think that the alphas are the typical extroverts, loud, gregarious, in your face, always up and about, restless even. There are those introverted alphas as well. Yes, you heard that right. There are introverted alphas as well. They have the passive aggressiveness. They have the smug look on their face. They are sitting in the corner, you know, almost like a la Mr. Amitabh Bachchan in, uh, in Divars, you know, mouthing that famous dialogue, types, you know. <laughs> so have that kind of a look about themselves where they seem to know everything. They've seen all the drama before and they will speak at the end when it matters most. And many a times they won't even say anything. You know? They will just sit at one corner and observe everybody and go about their job and uh, when it comes to delivering results they will be right there at the top so a leader has to face these kind of people you know the up and about bubbly chirpy exuberant extrovert and the quiet passively aggressive introvert both could be extreme alphas and managing them and making them work or keeping them motivated is a big task many individual contributors who have been alphas themselves in their IC days when they go on to become managers, people managers, they somehow find it very difficult because they're almost seeing a reflection of themselves in the mirror or someone sitting right across the table. And so they often introspect and say, wow, I must have been a difficult nut to crack. Wonder how my boss managed. And uh, then you go into this spiral introspection where you're thinking, am I still the hard nut to crack? Am I still that <laughs> uber alpha? So it takes one to know one. But the more important question right now is, well, if you know that the alphas are, whether the extrovert or the introvert, are the ones who are carrying all the load and the burden and are super talented and are super successful, why not hire 10 alphas? And so we are done, right? Then if you're in sales or business development or have any kind of such target oriented jobs then you know that you will never miss miss a forecast you will never fall behind but guess what does that happen no but do you know why it doesn't happen i guess you get the answer right it's incredibly difficult to find 10 alphas at the same time available and therefore finding a dream team is not a question of just plucking out people from the market you have to build a dream team, you know, and that's where the glory lies. That's where the challenge lies for the manager, where they have to identify 
talent which is existing in in the organization in their team and then drive them up the wall no <laughs> uh, you know drive uh, drive them to reach their true potential drive them in a way that they get self motivated and go over and beyond that's where many of the managers falter but having 10 alphas even hypothetically may not work if you go back in history on sports right some of the major football teams think of uh, manchester united think of arsenal or you go back uh, in cricket some of the all star teams uh, think of south africa for that matter you know when they there was a time they had so many match winners in the team and yet they failed to qualify for a final or win one and one often wondered what is wrong with them they almost are perplexed they have the talent they have the natural ability they have the support system they fit the bill they have won some crucial games yet when it comes to winning the big ones they falter and that is true for people management as well you know you might win the forecast for the month for the quarter but when it comes to winning the forecast for the year consistently year over year that's where many many teams falter and so having alphas alone doesn't solve the problem but you might question are you suggesting then betas will pull the ship let's find out so who are the betas so if you stack rank your team from 1 to 10 what stack rank 1 2 or maybe even 3 are your alphas folks from say rank 4 to rank 7 or 8 maybe depending on how you want to uh, have the cut off are your betas and then rank 9 and 10 clearly are the laggards which you often wonder and how how they became the laggards given the fact that they went through the same interviewing process that the alphas went through and were selected for the role and so what went wrong was it you couldn't manage them well was it the system which failed them or was it some other personal trigger point which there was a misalignment but that's for another day today we're going to talk only about alphas right with reference to alphas uh, the reason is important to talk about it's important to talk about the betas so the betas are the guys who make alphas the alphas in some sense right they do their bit what do what do you mean by they do their bit essentially these people rank three or four to seven or eight they always want to become the alphas so not fair to call them wannabe alphas but they sometimes are in this mindset that hey i could be that guy and it's up to the leader up to the manager to figure that person out who's the closest to becoming the next alpha if from the beta right if the top two betas convert into alphas then the existing alpha will always have to be on their toes and excel their game that's a way to keep them motivated and challenged because they will get to their numbers make no mistake they will get to their numbers and uh, they get them easily sometimes some of the alphas have figured out the way to crack the system you know when i say crack not unethically but they know how to play the crm game they know where to find an opportunity they go back to old ancient history reports discovery reports what have you the whole bunch of things and then they find out leads where other people are oblivious to it and so they uh, you know i some of the weak managers often times go back to these alphas when in crisis like 
look we are missing our forecast do your magic get some bluebird deal from somewhere and help us out here come on and then they dive in you know go on a, a scavenger hunt <laughs> into the crms into the dark alleys of long forgotten deals stall deals lost deals and then they emerge from nowhere and suddenly you, you find yourself you know crossing over the line of the forecast and you're like wow i didn't expect that uh, coming but that's where the beta sometimes falter they are just going to do that i tried you know you asked me to do these three things what else do i do so sometimes they wait for instructions so we many of the managers often spend copious amounts of time uh, making sure that the betas become alphas or betas uh, are taken care of you know it's their responsibility and in this process they kind of ignore the alphas so what i'm about to say to you right now is something very radical something very let's say counterintuitive to most of the management theory that you must have heard elsewhere uh, so give it an open here a patient here let it sink in for some time and then revisit this conversation So here's a trick. If you had 100% of available time, what is your time distribution in the team? So stack rank your team from 1 to 10. So the typical buckets are as follows. I spend less than 20% of my time with rank 1, 2 or 3. I spend 50 to 70% of my time from for folks who are ranked between say 3 or 4 to 7 or 8. and then the balance with 9 or 10 so what's the distribution 20% at the top say 50 or 60% in the middle so 60 and 20 80 and another 20% at the bottom so if you now add up this middle plus lower time spent that is 60 plus 20 80% time spent remember you you have 8 hours and in the 8 hours in the day or 9 hours in the day Uh, or tell your sales people so 10 hours in a day and you are spending 8 hours with people from ranked from 3 to 10 that's that's the general if you were to interview 100 sales managers or directors or leaders that's what they would say spend time in the middle get more people in the middle to move to the top right but give this a thought you are spending 80% of your time with a set of people who will eventually contribute less than 30% to your business sink that that sink in you are spending 80% of your time with a set of people who will collectively get you less than say 30 or 40% of the business the 70 or 80% of the business will come from the top 20% right you rank 1 and rank 2 but you are spending the least amount of time with them so what's your counter argument there well they are top performers so why do they need they need to be left alone they don't need anybody poking holes always telling them what to do they know what to do that's why they are top performers that's why they are top performers isn't it and you're like okay so if they are such top performers and they don't need any supervision should we remove them from your headcount like what do you mean like yeah so they are working independently right so why have them in your team basically if the manager is not adding any value to a alpha to the top performer why have them in your team in the first place 
for you out of your 10 people let's take away two head count and let them function on their own so you are left with eight people okay if you're left with eight people then again in that there will be a pro a, a bell curve there and so again you will have a 2080 so we take that 20 away as well and so over a period of time you will be without a job because your team will be functioning independently right it doesn't they don't need any supervisor of course if you are left with laggards then they get fired and so will you <laughs> so think through that right i mean it's a theory given the theory but still you have to spend more time with the alphas right at the top so that you give them a sense of direction you give them a sense of belonging you challenge them they could be challenged in multiple ways you could challenge them by having betas do better that's one way of looking at it but that's not enough alphas generally don't get perturbed by competition alphas have each have a trigger point do you know what the trigger points are for your alphas in the team what makes them tick what excites them is it money is it promotion is it stretch projects is it time in the sun or is it just some time off there isn't a silver bullet to this each person has their own trigger points but i suspect if you are a leader if you're a manager who has top performers in your team you have to take care of them you have to take care of them by way of knowing what they like what they don't like what triggers them what upsets them what makes them excited? What keeps them motivated? You have to ask these conversations. So these are not appraisal conversations. These are proper conversations which you have maybe outside office sometimes. You know, get to know the person, get to know their family, get to know what ails them because they won't open up easily. They know what you're trying to do. But somewhere you have to lay bare that bond has to build. And somewhere are you doing enough to live up to their expectations are you scaling up as well are you reading the business better than they are are you finding new areas of your business and if that's not what you're doing then all you're doing right now is become a collections agent in the team yeah you just become a collections agent right you go around asking for forecast asking for money what have you done what will you deliver and that's your value add that's not a value add that's just being a fulfillment agent oh i don't know how you'll get the numbers but i want the numbers to be done that's that's not not cool right so somewhere you have to show direction to the team travel the path that they have never traveled before challenge them in a direction which they have not done before have they become subject matter experts on a vertical perhaps not have they been certified perhaps not and if they have there are other things to do so somewhere you need to up the game if you have to keep your alphas motivated challenged excited then you have to be better than the alphas somewhere and I know you will hear this counterintuitive theory that a manager does not need to be Superman, right? I've said that multiple times myself. And it's true. But that is the thing about people management that sometimes you've also got to lead by example. Because many times you have to stay back and let them take the lead. But sometimes you go for it's like horses for courses, right? For some of your team members who are right at the top, for them you have to lead by example and show them that you have a vision, you know what you're doing, you are in control, you are representing them fairly to top management. In fact, if they are the top performers, they might even counter argue that the top manager is anyways looking at, at me, you know, because my performances are not hidden in any report, any dashboard. The team's numbers are happening because of me. And so 
i am not hidden so how do i know what are you saying so somewhere you have to think ahead on these as a manager you got to think ahead and anticipate these questions in your top performers that what is it that you bring to the table which this alpha cannot do it and you can't pull a rank on him or her saying oh i am the manager <laughs> that's that won't fly right somewhere it has to be work for work right in the given area of work you have to do a deep dive go very deep and figure out how the same work can be done better smarter faster quicker and there will always be an area of improvement sometimes you will find these alphas find these one big deal which crosses you over in can also mess with your forecast then the challenge would be to find 10 smaller deals to have that much more consistency or find net new business incremental business which you have never done before go to a territory which has never been uh, plowed before if you will and so there are multiple ways to challenge these people you have to give them new certifications new complex projects so that they feel that they are doing something over and above well you finished your quarter 3 days before the quarter end then next quarter why don't you try and finish it by before 10 days before the quarter end so the balance 5 days that you get or 10 days that you get in hand why don't you invest in a certification or course or some other thing that will help grow your skill set maybe it's just a grooming class maybe i can take a session on how to become a manager you know sometimes that helps as well so it's important that you take care of your alphas in more ways than one it's just not you know they just, they shouldn't be just left alone and oh don't bother them don't take care of them they will do what they will do and then eventually you will find that they will supersede you right and then if you are a manager excuse me who's feeling insecure that some day this guy will become a manager and sit with me in in a forecast call together then get real you have to up your game otherwise that will happen and there's nothing wrong with that because people progress some will progress faster some will progress slower and that's fine and so as much as you are the team leader team manager at this point in time you are a contributor in in your peer level as well individual contributor in 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 some capacity so are you doing so good enough work where you are scaling your skill sets to become the senior manager the senior director or the senior vice president what have you so there's always room to grow for everybody be it alphas be it betas or be it you all right did that make you think see the goal is to make you think it may work at your workplace it may not work that's not the point the point is are you revisiting your team team's top performers that's the goal of this particular episode so that you revisit how you're treating them how you're managing them what is it that you can do differently so that they are motivated challenged and remain tuned with you for at least the next foreseeable 2 or 3 years on that note that's all that i had to share in this particular episode of bus talk a podcast about your life at work but no questions are taboo nothing is out of syllabus it's simple straight talk I hope you enjoyed this and if you know people who would appreciate similar content can I request you to share this with them it doesn't take too much just go ahead and share and if you are that impressed if there is any chance that you're impressed then do leave a review on apple it helps you know the algorithms pick up the show and be visible to more people so if you do find some time please do leave a review 
and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. You know where to reach me on my social media handles, that is hashtag ionisms on Twitter, on Facebook, on wherever. I think the easiest way is Twitter. You can just do hashtag ionism or at ionism, A-A-Y-A-N-I-S-M-S, ionisms, and then uh, I can respond to your query and question. Till we meet the next time, stay well, stay safe, and get your A-game to work. This is your host, Ian, and you are listening to Bus Talk. Peace out.